In this presentation, we will discuss car and truck expenses related to a sole proprietorship generally reported on a Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. Car and Truck Expenses If you use your car or truck in your business, you may be able to deduct the cost of operating and maintaining your vehicle. So we have to be using the vehicle within the business. If that is the case, we can get a deduction. Often it's a significant deduction for many types of businesses. It's also one of the more complicated types of deductions because the car may be used for business and personal use. And we have different methods that we can possibly deduct the car. Uh, so there's going to be a few different options that we want to be able to consider with relation to the car. Back to the text. You also may be able to deduct other costs of local transportation and traveling away from home overnight on business. Local transportation expenses. Local transportation expenses include the ordinary and necessary costs of all of the following. So this is, remember the key term here is we're talking about the local transportation. So we're not talking about travel. That's basically the overnight type of travel. We're talking about the local uh, information or the local travel. Back to the text. Getting from one workplace to another in the course of your business or profession when you are traveling within the city or general area that is your tax home. Tax home is defined later. So let's go through that one more time and point out a couple key terms. Getting from one workplace to another. So one workplace to another. Uh, and the key point there is that we're not talking about the commute here from the home to the workplace. We're talking from one workplace to another and the course of your business or profession when you're traveling within the city or general area that is your tax home. Back to the text or next item, visiting clients or customers. So that seems pretty straightforward because of course, again, we're not talking about the commute here. We're talking about if we go to not the normal office, but we're going to a client, either we're going, generally we would think of going to the client from basically an office to the client. Uh, but again, note that the commute is gonna be something that typically is is different and might be outside of what would be considered the transportation expenses back to the text going to a business meeting away from your regular workplace so if we had to go to some business meeting that's not in our normal workplace then that would be a type of uh, local transportation getting from your home to a temporary workplace when you have one or more regular places of work so again now we're talking about going from home to a temporary workplace notice that's going to be a key term it's not the primary workplace and that means that so it's not the normal kind of commute then in that in that case then if we have two places of work now we have this situation you can start to think in your mind that well which one is my primary workplace and which one is my secondary workplace and then in the, the secondary workplace possibly could be the one where i might be able to deduct the transportation expenses whereas the other would typically possibly be a commute and not likely to be able to deduct the transportation expenses back to the text this temporary workplaces can be either within the area of your tax home or outside that area. Local business transportation does not include expenses you have while traveling away from home overnight. So these do not include overnight. So we're talking about local transportation expenses does not include uh, traveling overnight. This does not necessarily mean that you don't get the deduction. It just means that we're not talking about the local transportation. If we have the overnight type of, tra of travel, then we'll typically put it into another category to consider whether or not that would be deductible. So it's not included here, may be included elsewhere, back to the text. Those expenses are deductible as travel expenses and are discussed later in travel and meals. So we'll discuss them with travel and meals. However, 
If you use your car while traveling away from home overnight, use the rules in this section to figure your car expenses expense deduction. So the car, when we think about how to figure the car, we're going to use, in essence, these rules for that. Generally, your tax home is your regular place of business, regardless of where you maintain your family home. It includes the entire city or general area in which your business or work is located. Example, you operate a printing business out of rented office space. You use your van to deliver completed jobs to your customers. You can deduct the cost of round-trip transportation between your customers and your print shop. Caution, you cannot deduct the cost of driving your car or truck between your home and your main or regular workplace. So notice the commute, the normal commute, is going to be the item that is not typically considered to be deductible. And the reason, the rationale, this is my justification of why the tax code would be this way, is because it kind of ties out to the normal work setting. If you're a W-2 employee, you don't typically get to deduct the commute to work. So therefore, the logic would be that if you have a Schedule C business, you shouldn't be able to deduct the normal kind of commuting to work either. Anything that's beyond that normal kind of commuting then would typically be the deduction. So you'll note this was uh, something that was absent as we go through all of the list of things that possibly are deductible for the local transportation, and it was conspicuously absent on the commute. It would be nice if they actually stated it more clearly. Probably the first thing they should say is, you know, not the commute and pretty much everything else <laughs> that you would normally think of would probably be included. But in a, what they do is they list everything that is included, and they don't list, of course, as we can see, uh, the commute. So be aware of that. These costs are personal uh, commuting expenses. So that's what they say these costs are. Personal commuting expenses, personal expenses, not business expenses, therefore not deductible. Back to the text. Office in the home. Your work workplace can be your home if you have an office in your home that qualifies as your principal place of business. So if you're thinking, if obviously if you work from home, then that could be your principal place of business. Example. You are a graphics designer. You operate your business out of your home. Your home qualifies as your principal place of business. You're, you uh, occasionally have to drive to your clients to deliver your completed work. You can deduct the cost of round-trip transportation between your home and your clients. So obviously, if your home is the office and then you're going to the clients from the home, then that trip to the clients is going to be, it's not a commute trip that wouldn't be deducted. It's not personal. You're making an, a business trip then. And that would be something that would count as a business expense under the local transportation and therefore be deductible back to the text. Methods for deducting car and truck expenses. For local transportation and overnight travel by car or truck, you, you generally can use one of the following methods to figure your expenses. We have the standard mileage rate and we have the actual expenses. So these are the two methods we can use, standard mileage rate or the actual expenses. We're going to pick one of the two. Standard mileage rate. You may be able to use the standard mileage rate to figure the deductible costs of operating your car, van, pickup, or a panel truck for business purposes. For 2018, the standard mileage rate is 54.5 cents per mile. So you can see how this is going to basically work. They're going to give you those 54.5 cents. We're going to have to somehow come up with the amount of miles, and then we'll just take the 54.5 cents. And by doing that, we don't have to worry about all the other stuff that we have. We just have to track the miles, in essence, and know whatever they give us. Notice this amount will go up typically as years go by because of inflation. So they'll typically increase these as years go by. 
And that means that we don't have to deal with the de like calculating depreciation on the car and you know tracking as much on the on the gas and all that kind of stuff and tracking the receipts on all that kind of stuff because we're just going to use this method. Don't get confused on the two, however. That also that also means that we don't get both. We don't get to deduct the gas and all that kind of stuff. So if we're recording that into our bookkeeping system, we're going to have to say, ah, oh, well, we're not going to be using actual costs. We're going to be using so this mileage method so we're gonna to have to make an adjustment based on the tax return we're gonna to have to go to the tax return and say ah oh, you know we're gonna adjust this to just use this item and all the actual expenses are basically approximated or estimated by the use of this method otherwise we'd have to use the actual method and make sure that we're tracking all those things well back to the text caution if you choose to use the standard mileage rate for a year you cannot deduct your actual expenses for that year except for business related parking fees and tolls choosing the standard mileage rate if you want to use the standard mileage rate for a car or truck you own you must choose to use it in the first year the car is available for use in your business in later years you can choose to use either the standard mileage rate or actual expenses if you use the standard mileage rate for a car you lease you must use, you must choose to use it for the entire lease period including renewals so just be careful when you're thinking about switching from a mile from the standard method to the actual method if you're going back and forth most of the time you're going to pick one and stick with it uh, so it usually is not a problem for most most of the time but uh, you want to make sure that you're within the regulations if you're going to be uh, thinking about switching from back and forth from year to year of a standard method or the mileage method and the actual uh, method standard mileage rate not allowed you cannot use the standard mileage rate if you one operate five or more cars at the same time so the standard mileage rate is kind of a simplified method and so they're not they don't want it in certain conditions so if you have five or more cars the IRS is basically saying, well, now that's a pretty significant part of your business. And this is my interpretation of why they would say this. So we, we think you should be tracking actual costs in that case uh, rather than using the simplified method. Two, claimed a depreciation deduction using any method other than straight line, for example, acres or makers, claimed a section 179 deduction on the car. Another kind of form of depreciation uh, is the 179 deduction or would be calculated in a similar fashion basically expensing more of the cost of the car for claimed a special depreciation allowance on the car again that kind of relates to depreciation uh, a special kind of rule that generally is is within the calculation or thought of as part of the calculation of depreciation type of information back to the text five claimed actual car expenses for a car you leased or are a rural mail carrier who received a qualified reimbursement parking fees and tolls in addition to using the standard mileage rate you can deduct any business related parking fees and tolls parking fees you pay to park your car at your place of work are non-deductible commuting expenses so parking fees and tolls then possibly can still deduct even using the mileage method because they they know that those parking people aren't fair with when they give you parking fees and tickets so they get there. now i don't know why i don't know why that's the case but in any case parking fees and tolls we maybe use the mileage method and possibly still be able to have the parking fees and tolls actual expenses 
If you do not choose to use the standard mileage rate, you may be able to deduct your actual car or truck expenses. So the other option, of course, is actual expenses. We're moving away from the mileage now to actual expenses. Tip. If you qualify to use both methods, figure your deduction both ways to see which gives you a larger deduction. So you might want to do that, of course, is compare the two and say, hey, what would happen if I use the mileage method? What would happen if I use the stand the the actual method and you and then pick the larger of the two you may want to do that basically on, on like the first year so that you can you can pick that out uh, and then decide whether or not it's worthwhile to track all the actual expenses or not in following years because one of the benefits of the mileage method is that you don't have to track as much information so if you're going to use this the mileage method then maybe it'll be easier that you don't have to track as much information back to the text Actual car expenses include the cost of the following. Depreciation, uh, garage rent, gas, insurance, lease payments, licenses, oil, uh, parking fees, registration, repairs, tires, tolls. So notice, again, the, when we think about the mileage method, they're basically replacing these if we were to use the mileage method. That's why we don't get both. So if we're not using the mileage method, the simplified method, then we have to track all these. And then we get to track all these. Now, if we tracked part of these and then we decided to use the mileage method and we have some of these in our books, then we have to make an adjustment to just use the mileage method. And then if we, however, if, if we're using the actual method, we need to make sure that we're tracking all of these accurately with relation to the business expenses so we can take them using the actual method. Back to the text. If you use your vehicle for both business and personal purposes, you must divide your expenses between business and personal use. You can divide your expenses based on the miles driven for each purpose. Example, you are the sole proprietor of a flower shop. You drove your van 20 miles during the year. 16,000 miles were for delivering flowers to customers and 4,000 miles were for personal use, including commuting miles. You can claim 80%, 16,000 over 20,000, of the cost of operating your van as a business expense. So this is going to be a typical kind of problem. What, what am I going to do? I have one van. I use it sometimes for personal use. Well, we've got to think, well, what's basically the percentage business versus personal? And then the expenses that we have, we can just multiply times that percentage and say, okay, 80% of whatever my costs are, I'm going to say are uh, business. And I'm doing the best we can to try to make that breakout between business and personal. More information. For more information about the rules for claiming car and truck expenses, you can go to publication 463. Again, this is a fairly complex item, so if you want to look into it uh, more closely, then take a look at irs.gov website, type in pub or publication 463.